The word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't be a baby. Nobody likes it very much. Babies are cute, sure. Babies rely on cute. They milk it for all it's worth. Perfectly reasonable, respectable men suddenly fall to pieces and will devote time to making googly faces at a baby to make him smile. Now, all that's fine if you're a baby. But if you're not a baby anymore, don't rely on cute. People who rely on cute are usually people who aren't doing their fair share of the work, which makes it tougher on everybody else. Don't be a baby. Babies are completely dependent. They can't walk or talk or feed themselves or change themselves. They just lie there like a blob and watch a mobile gently move while everybody else waits on them. Again, that's fine for infants, but you're not an infant anymore. Learn to take care of yourself. Work to take care of others. Don't be a baby. Babies cry a lot, too. Sometimes it's for good reason. Sometimes it's just for attention, like, I want my way or I'm going to cry and make the rest of you miserable because I'm mad that things aren't going the way I want them to. For parents, it can be tough to discern between the two for a while, but with practice, they can pick out a real cry from a fake holler and act accordingly. If you're not still learning how to crawl, though... Beware that people don't really want to hear you cry. You're not always going to get your way. You ought to know by now that life isn't fair and you live in a sinful world. Where you get knocked down, get up again. But don't go the route of self-pity where you want to cry and share your misery with others just because you don't get your way. Sure, feel free to vent to a friend when you've had a rough day. That's not what I mean. I have in mind folks like those who whine or are unhappy because they don't have what they didn't work for, and so they cry about it. Don't be a baby. Don't be a crybaby either. Babies are stubborn too. If they don't want to take a nap, they're going to do their best to rupture your eardrums rather than give in. If they don't like strained asparagus, 
And who can blame them? They're going to keep their lips clamped tight while you fly it around with your little airplane spoon. It comes easily to babies to say, I don't like it, so I'm not going to do it. They're very good, even at a young age, at making themselves number one. Grown-ups are like that, too. I don't like it, so I'm not going to do it, even if it's good to do. Oh, for crying out loud, if your spouse or kids need help, help them. Were there ways to help out around church? Pitch in. If your neighbor could use some assistance, be there. Don't be a baby. Grow up. We don't need grown-up babies. We need people who take care of themselves, take care of others, who do the right thing, who act decisively and pick themselves up when they get knocked down. Babies take things. Grown-ups do things. We don't need self-pity, dependence, whining, helplessness. And who is we? This is certainly true of society today. Any society needs everyone to pull their own weight as much as possible. But it's true in another respect. The law has no room for babies. The law says grow up and do what you have to do to be holy before God. It's all on you. If you want to cry and act helpless and dependent, that's fine. But the law then says that you're condemned because you haven't done what you have to do. Babies don't get very far. That's why the law says, don't be a baby. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus is battling the Pharisees and like-minded people. These are teachers of the law. They keep telling the people that the path to salvation is one of hard work. Eat the proper food. Don't walk too many steps on the Sabbath. Observe religious festivals and make sure to offer the right sacrifices. Make sure that your hairstyle is according to code. Inspect your garments for mildew and your house for mold. Wash your hands, utensils, and couches every time you eat. Now, a lot of that sounds like common sense advice, but the Pharisees have attached salvation to it. Do these things to earn God's favor. If you don't want to, or you can't, tough. You can cry about it all you want, say the Pharisees, and then you can go join the tax collectors, prostitutes, and other notorious sinners around town. Boo-hoo, you big baby. The Pharisees think that they have it all figured out, saying that salvation is about manning up and doing what has to be done. That's why they keep attacking Jesus, because he keeps contradicting them. The Pharisees say, do this and do that to be saved. And when people say, we can't, they say, don't be a baby. There's no rest to be found with the Pharisees. The people are heavily burdened. We're not talking about people who don't take this stuff seriously. We're talking about devout people who want to please God. But no matter how hard they try, they can't do what has to be done. They can't be holy. This is best expressed in our epistle by St. Paul, a former Pharisee and an elite one at that, who says, For I do not do the good that I want. 
but the evil that I do not want is what I keep on doing. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Now the Pharisees were right in declaring that the law says, grow up and do what has to be done. But they missed what Paul would later say in Romans 7. Nobody can do it. It's the people who know they can't do it who are gathered around Jesus in Matthew 11. Note their faith at work. Because they can't make themselves righteous, they've gathered around Jesus in hopes that he can do something about it. And note the prayer as our gospel reading begins. Jesus prays, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. God has revealed his salvation to little children, says Jesus. In fact, the Greek word for little children means really little, including babies. The children get the gospel far better than the grown-ups do. Who are the grown-ups? Well, that would be the Pharisees and anyone else who believes that heaven is the pay for a good life's work. Who would be the babies? Well, that would, by the grace of God, be you and me. See, babies do have this outstanding, praiseworthy characteristic. They are very, very good at receiving gifts. You wrap a warm blanket around a cold baby and the baby snuggles in. The baby doesn't say, uh-oh, now I owe them something. Give the baby a bottle of milk and the baby gladly receives it and drinks it. The baby doesn't pause to wonder what strings are attached, doesn't ask, I wonder what mom's going to make me do in return. Babies understand gifts better than adults. They gladly receive them and make use of them. That's why believers are babies. Jesus says, here's forgiveness and salvation. It's free to you because I've paid the price by my own suffering and death and resurrection. The believer says, Amen, let it be so. The grown-up Pharisee says, I have to do something to earn this salvation or it's not really mine. The grown-up unbeliever grumbles, nothing is free. God's probably got some mighty big strings attached to that salvation, things that I don't want to do. But salvation is free. It's a gift. Gladly receive it. This is what Jesus says in our gospel lesson. Come to me, he says, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, Pharisees will jump all over these verses and say, not so fast with this baby talk. Sounds to us like Jesus is talking to grown-ups here. After all, he says, come to me. Infants can't do that. 
So we have to do something. We have to come to Jesus. This is a misunderstanding on the part of the Pharisees. I point you to John chapter 11, where Jesus stands before the tomb of Lazarus, who has been dead for four days. How does Jesus raise up Lazarus to life? He says, Lazarus, come out. It's his word that makes Lazarus alive. Lazarus has nothing to do with it. Lazarus can't do anything. Likewise, when Jesus says, come to me in our text, he's not telling the weary what they have to do. He is bringing them to himself. He's giving them life. But the Pharisees will continue, wait, Jesus then says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So, you've got to take his yoke and you've got to learn. Salvation isn't so free after all. And this again misinterprets the text. In the Greek, the word for learn is the same root for the word disciple. A disciple is a follower of a rabbi. Rabbis teach, disciples learn. That's what makes them disciples. When Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, this is not a command. It's an invitation. Jesus is saying, be my disciple. How? Hear my word. What will you hear him say? That he has borne your sins to the cross, and he has shared his death and resurrection in your baptism. He has completed the work for your salvation. It's finished. To bear his yoke is easy because there's no more pulling to be done. And that is great comfort for you. You readily identify with St. Paul in our epistle. As a forgiven child of God, you want to do what is right before God, but too often you don't. You sin no matter how hard you try to avoid it. The law then does its work. It piles on you and says, You're pretty wretched after all. Who is going to deliver you from this body of death? That's the burden Jesus is speaking of. The burden of sin that accuses you and declares that you deserve condemnation. But who can deliver you from this body of death? St. Paul declares, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's why when you're troubled by your sin and you know its weight, you hasten to confess that sin to God. You say, I'm helpless. I can't get rid of this sin. I cannot save myself. I need help. I need forgiveness. Jesus doesn't hold it against you. He doesn't lean upon your burdens that you feel it more. No, instead he says, I've already taken this load and carried it to the cross in order to redeem you. So, be a baby, at least when it comes to the gospel. When it comes to society and family and congregational life, it's time to grow up and do what has to be done, or else our culture will continue to sink under a burden of entitlement, self-worship, and dependence. When it comes to the law of God, it's time to grow up once again. 
If you, as one set free from sin, don't care about keeping the law, then you'll soon find yourself a slave to sin and condemned once more. But when it comes to the gospel and salvation, be a baby. Confess the truth to the Lord that you're helpless, that you cannot save yourself, and that you have nothing to give in return for the salvation Christ has won. That is all His work, and it is all for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.